Hey, everybody, welcome to the Growth Craft Podcast. My name is Tom Libby. And if you noticed, we're missing my uh, sidekick over there, Hassan uh, Sorrells, is uh, still on vacation. So, as we mentioned one, on one of the previous podcasts, uh, him being on vacation or I being on vacation, and we're still going to keep the ball moving here. Uh, we're going to keep things rolling. So, we're going to one thing new to the podcast though is today we have two guests, and typically it's two hosts and one guest. So we're going to see how this goes today. I'm very excited to to, to try this out. So. Um, but as we start uh, the podcast, as always, we're going to tell you uh, that the Growthcraft podcast is designed with the startup founder in mind, where uh, we are all committed uh, to growing the connections of the Growthcraft community to the advisors, increasing uh, your engagement with the Growthcraft community and growing your knowledge about all of the benefits that Growthcraft can provide uh, to you and your founding team. We can't wait to bring you along on our journey. And here today, uh, we, uh, here on the podcast, we interview startups founders, advisors, and others about their journey, their process, and their product, uh, and how they interact with uh, Growthcraft. Today, we'd like to welcome Nareth and, and uh, Heli to the podcast. Welcome, guys. Uh, can you do us a favor and introduce yourselves and your company? All right. Uh, go ahead, Heli. Please. Uh, I'm Heli Tuomi. I'm the co-founder um, and COO and CXO of Make Time Flow. Hi everyone, I'm Nareth. I'm uh, the, one of the co-founders and the CEO of Make Time Flow. So tell us a little bit about, for our listeners, tell us a little bit about Make Time Flow. Like what exactly do you guys do and, and how do you do it? What, what is, this, what is this, uh, this Make Time Flow thing that you got going on? Yeah, great. Thanks, Tom. A wonderful question and wonderful to be here. I would say that we have like sort of this strategic vision and then we've got some very tactical things that we offer people. And I would say... Um, the, the strategic vision that we focus on is, is being a platform uh, and an environment for human flourishing and human thriving. I would say that uh, that's often a term that people know as a word, <laughs> but don't realize that sort of this, it's, it's an emerging area of sort of scientific discovery, but it's also a vision for a different way of living, right? And the concept of human flourishing, it's it's evolving sort of in terms of its definitions, but it has a very sort of fixed formal research definition. And that is helping to understand the things that help human beings op operate within the optimal spheres of human functioning in the core domains of life. So not just physical health, but emotional health and also social health. Um, there's a lot that's sort of been emerging and tons of both evidence in the scientific fields from neuroscience, psychology and organizational psychology. And then a ton that's been happening out in the lay literature, especially thinkers such as Cal Newport, who've been helping us understand why the ways, the default ways to work with all these powerful new technologies and these rapid changes in society, how the default ways we apply to those are and can be quite toxic to human beings and that there's another and better way to do it. Not just a way that feels better, right? So we've got some evidence that proves even that like it's less energetically difficult, but a way that um, is far more likely to help you accomplish individual life goals and create the achievements and help change the world that you want to try to do. So that's the very strategic high level one. And the funnel from which we sort of try to bring in a lot of uh, the literature from the scientific world and from the lay world, tools and technologies and ways that we think about innovating um, and bring it all into sort of these very practical uh, 
um, tools, techniques, and and uh, guides that people can use to apply in their actual life. Focusing on the things that make it so hard for you to, yes, I bought the book on deep work. Now, how do I do this in my daily life? And by the way, this seems to be really different than how my other people are doing it. Am I being really weird? Or is there somebody who can coach me? Is there somebody who could accompany me? Um, and is there truly something that could, could be different than all the other things that I've tried? So those, I think, are, that's how I sort of think about what we're focusing on doing. How do people engage with us? I think we'll get to, but I'd say that there are some very tactical things that we offer people, not, not only a synthesis for how people can apply all of these different things to improve their lives sort of within a six-week six week program and get to the next level in both productivity and balance in their lives. Um, theoretical techniques that will teach them about how they're prepared to sort of thrive in the new economy. But there are also hardware and software tools that we help them. Interestingly, um, hardware and software tools that, that its initial purpose is to help them reclaim their time and attention from the distracting technology that's being so badly used by our human brains and our human hearts today. Hmm. So, Hallie, that was a, a, a lot, right? Is there anything that you would add to it? Or do you think Nareth just kind of captured all of it? Yeah, there's. I, we have this one-liner that I think might sort of synthesize it, which is we help you develop the, the skills and the mindsets to flourish in a rapidly changing world. So, you know, we the world is very overwhelming. There's so much, there's this concept of the, hyperactive hive mind everyone's always on a lot of burnout so we're helping people address that by building new skills uh, around that for sure and and i think there and, and and maybe you can correct me if i'm wrong but in in parts of little parts of what i heard in there it's not simply about technology overload right like it's the technology influences how we act and react in general so it's not simply a technology overload it's a, it's really like a lifestyle overload at this point which is that summarizing it okay yeah, yeah absolutely. I mean, I, go ahead Hilly. there's um i think a lot of people report you know the the, the reports of burnout and workplace uh disengagement i, I just are are very high right now the they range from like, you know, 30 to 60, 75%, depending on the industry. Um, and I think that people are, it is like people are mentally overloaded. A lot of it is that we, people feel always on or they have to feel that they have to be always on. And it's because we carry these little computers, we call phones in our pockets. And so we feel compelled to constantly be checking them, answering and so it is technology, but it really comes down to people feeling like mentally and I think emotionally exhausted because they they can never um, step away from it. So not to make assumptions, but what what in, in your minds, what was the reason behind starting the company? Like what was the catalyst? What what was the straw that broke the camel's back for you that you saw with this? technology and the burnout and all that stuff that you said, I got to do something about this. And I, I got to make change. I got to yeah. help people make changes. So what, what prompted this? Like what really reacted in you that made you feel like you had to do this? Yeah, I'll, I'll take a stab at that. Cause I think that Helly and I both had sort of like um, shared journeys and then sort of a uh, different journeys as well as we came to understand how tackling this and a vision for like what a better future could be like um, came to each of us. I would say that, you know, I had done computer science initially and done a lot uh, centered around educational innovation um, and development. 
and then had gone to medical school. Uh, and then I was finishing up my residency, which was here at the Brigham and at Harvard, um, where I'd done the global health and social equity tract, right? So really interested in healthcare for everyone in the world, thinking deeply about like, how can we care for people? Had spent some time like sort of, you know, learning a lot about it, but then starting to like practice both as an attending in clinic and then also work with, uh, as a chief medical officer for a healthcare startup to try to create collaborative care in the community with, with Clay Christensen um, here at the Harvard Business School. And in, in that setting, I was doing multiple things and I was a dad and I was trying to be a good partner. Um, and, and each of these domains, both in medicine uh, as well as in the startup world, um, and had, had improvements that they were offering me all the new medic, all the electronic medic messaging, right? That was happening in the medical record and and all the, the Teams environments and then all the Slack environments and all these other ones that were happening. And, and what was happening was it became very clear that like all of a sudden it bled into the evenings, it bled into weekends. There was some work that Clay Christensen himself had done to say, how will you measure your life? Which is very sort of impactful about thinking how, what really matters here, but the pressure of everything else was work all the time, always be on, always be responsive, right? And always be responsible. Um, and then that meant that like the, the time that I most wanted to spend and be available for started to ebb away. And I knew that I had to do something different. So I'd say that that was the, the very beginning. I started working on not just reading things, but like how do I try different practices and then building some tools that really help myself. As I went down that journey, there was that pivotal moment where some of the tools that, that I was using really had transformed my days, right? It helped me like get back an hour to two hours of, of my time, feel more in control of my time, and then show up. When I told my kids I was going to be there in five minutes, I really showed up in five minutes, right? Practices like that. Then that crazy moment happened where somebody else asked me, so like, hey, that, that looks really good. Can I have one? And that sort of began the journey of like, hey, maybe, maybe it's not just a singular need um, where I was completely failing and flailing by myself, but that there were things that could be helpful to others. And, and that began it. Kelly, you had your sort of journey to it as well. Yeah. So at, at this same time, and, and for those of you who may know, Nareth and I are married. So when we're talking about our kids, <laughs> they're our joint kids. Um, so I was, uh, so while Nareth is in medical residency, which is a crazy time, you never see your spouse. So in some ways, I was kind of a single parent raising a, a two very young children, a baby and a toddler. Um, I was doing consulting work, working from home, plus raising the kids, running the household. So it was a lot, you know, and I'm sure a lot of um, people and especially many women can attest to this, uh, the caregiving and the professional roles being, you know, very, very comp competing with each other. So I was really struggling also with, um, you know, having time for myself and, and trying to not go to the brink. Um, and then, uh, you know, as the kids get older, got older, I started to really think about how I could uh, re-enter, reimagine myself uh, as a woman re-entering the workforce. Uh, I was doing consulting, but it was always virtual. And so how might I, you know, what might I do in my next phase? So I really started to think about my impact. And if I were to go out into the world, how would I ensure that I still had that flexibility and freedom of being a caregiving uh, caregiver and uh, a present parent who um, who isn't just off working all the time. So, so it seems like that both of you had this convergence of time pulls, right? So something that's pulling your time 
from you in one way, shape or form had like a point where you said, I just can't do this like this anymore. So that, that was what really prompted the, the theory behind, I need to make time flow better for me. Right. So yeah. it's more like an inward look. I got it. Okay. So, so I, I only assume this because I mean, the world is just so big, right? I assume there's got to be something out on the market that you would consider competitors whether it's one, two, 10, 20, I don't know, but I know there has to be at least something out there. So what, what do you feel makes your solution the best one for people to choose? Or, or are there, or am I wrong? And there's just simply nothing like this out there in the world. And you guys are going to blow up like, you know, like tomorrow, right? Like, cause I, I get the feeling, uh, and just for our audience, uh, our audience's sake, I I've, I've, met Nareth a few times. I've met Heli a couple times now. And and I, I feel like I know this well enough to think that if there's nothing else out there, this is going to be awesome, right? So explain to me if there are competitors and we don't need to talk about who they are and what they do. I don't care about that. Just what makes yours that much better uh, than, than, than what's out there currently. I wish there were no other competitors. That would make it all easy, right? <laughs> For sure. <laughs> a marketplace of one. Um, yeah, no, absolutely. You know, they're, they're, the marketplace is actually uh, getting more and more uh, crowded because this is a big, uh, a big pain point for our society. You know, like I mentioned earlier, um, burnout is, is so huge. You know, the World Health Organization declared a, a crisis, crisis of burnout and meaning. Uh, the Surgeon General of the United States has, you know, just rolled out last year these um, sort of guidelines for workplace wellness. And it's, it's a hot topic. And I think a lot of um, businesses and business leaders are recognizing uh, that they have to do something um, because people really are uh, because uh, burnout and disengagement are very closely related to productivity and effectiveness. So if you're, the people in your organization aren't working effectively, that is going to have a very direct impact on your bottom line and your, your thriving as a business, right? So human thriving and business thriving are very closely related. So uh, which is to say there's a lot of people trying to solve this problem, uh, which is exciting and wonderful. I think what where we are different is that, you know, ironically, as we talked about earlier, uh, phones and being always on and apps, you know, are are part of the um, the problem for people. Or at least, I think that uh, all this technology and and the ubiquitousness of it is very recent. It's really like fifteen years. You know, the iPhone came out in like two thousand eight, two thousand nine, um, or two thousand seven. Uh, and we, as a society, are still grappling with the implications that it has on life. And we haven't been able to like sort of build up the skills and the mindset and the habits around how to use those in a healthy way. So part of what we're doing is really helping people to to redevelop or develop habits that allow them to live and thrive, um, even while we we are living in this world of huge change and rapid change around uh, mobile mobile devices and AI and, and so on. Um, so ironically, when we initially built a mobile device and we have since sort of abandoned or shelved the mobile device because we realized that we were training people to take time away from their phones and everything. And the last thing we wanted to do was keep driving people to a mobile app so that they were having to look at their phone more. So we are, our solution now is, uh, I think, a much more unique one in the marketplace. 
We do have, uh, you know, screen-based web apps, but they're more on your laptop. Uh, Anerith has designed this amazing uh, and very unique intentional timer, which is a beautiful kind of retro hardware device that you keep on your desk. It connects with your uh, your your desktop and the work you're doing. Uh, we are really emphasizing human connections. So if you join the Make Time Flow platform, you become part of a cohort. You participate in live events and virtual events. You feel like and you have a chance to connect with people in a group setting and talk about these issues and practice the, the, the habits, mm -hmm. these new habits. So all of this is to say, I think that 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 is a unique part to it. And we're like sort of taking a step back on the technology front and our technology, our, our hardware is like delightfully, it's it's simple, it's retro kind of looking and and that's very intentional. And it's meant to, uh, you know, we embrace technology. We are a tech company, but we're also very much about the soft skills um, that we need to build to help ourselves uh, coexist with technology in a more healthy way. Would you uh, add anything to that, Nareth, or do you think that's sufficient? Like the... It was an amazing summary, yeah. sort of, I think, of, of everything that was there. I think that um, just for the audience, you know, the... the um, you know, it's these competitors versus collaborators. I think we're seeing a lot of people, you know, going deep into coaching, um, the better apps and the other kinds. On that side, you know, it seems like as an organization, they're going to end up optimizing for coaching minutes. And, and our view of make time flow is, is a different one than that, right? We don't want to build an organization that's optimized on creating coaching minutes. While we think there's a lot of value in that, especially in sort of the learning that you can do from it and then the interpersonal connection stuff, we think that there are... <clears throat> We think that the, the goal here is to have you spend as little time as possible, right, um, having to learn the things that radically change your life. What is the ongoing relationship that, that you need from us? The ongoing relationship is, is we want to be sort of this platform that helps you introduce you to concepts for the rest of your life as you evolve and continue to grow, things that are going to work. But the, our goal is to make that time as, as short and as valuable as possible because you've got really important things to do with your life. And then giving people a framework by which they can do highly effective personal experiments with an understanding of what else is there. That's unique from the coaching space. We're like, they're doing very little of those aspects of it. The other big bucket is of course, the like the tasking apps. And we constantly are thrown into like a timer bucket or, or a task task bucket. And, and you'll see that, um, you know, the approach that we use to development uh, means that we consider anything, right? To be, to be fair game in terms of uh, its utility. There's a bunch of sort of iterations that we've been doing lately that are really centered around the, uh, the applicability and uh, usefulness of paper-based tools and techniques to help people think in offline ways, uh, to be less stressed, uh, and then to have easier ways to move forward only the things that matter to them, as opposed to accumulating a huge amount of digital junk that they have to then spend time feeding the technology, right? There. So we're open to using all of those. I think we built a framework that lets us learn about those things um, and then have a clear, optimized uh, approach to focusing not just on singular ones. How long are you in my tasking system? How much time do you spend looking at my app? How many times do you press a button? That's not the purpose. We, we focus on uh, doing as much as we can to measure the wholeness of people because when people optimize for a single dimension, they often tank the other aspects of them. So we're not just about productivity. We help you measure some aspects of that. We're, we're also about your balance and how you feel about your balance. And then the really big one is, is uh, can we help you have a good life and be super impactful? So we also measure impact as hard as that is to do.
it's so interesting to me because I, I think we've been talking about work-life balance for like decades at this point, right? Like, we, and, and I think that so far, uh, until I met you guys, I felt like nobody really understood what we were talking about. Like when we're talking about work-life balance, it doesn't mean I don't want to work anymore. It doesn't mean that I don't yeah. want to go to, you know, have a job. It just means that I want to spend valuable time with family and friends and valuable time at work, right? You want to, you want to feel valued no matter what you're doing. So kind of your answer to that question and, and that statement that I made kind of segues really, really well into the next question I had for you, which was all about uh, interacting in, in customer base. And so I'm your customer. How do, how do I actually interact with your, with your uh, hardware, software, coaching, technology, all that stuff that you were just talking about in your, in your last answer, how, how do I, as a consumer, actually physically interact with, with what you're doing? Yeah, Tom, before Heli answers, uh, can I just leap in? As you were talking, it was very clear, you know, part of that question is like, how are you, the, the initial question was like, how are you, diff how are you the right solution for people? Yeah. And then it's always like that, that, that one that we don't always come back and say like, well, let's talk about the people, right? Um, we want everyone in the world to, to thrive and flourish. We think the world would be a much better place for that. But the idea is, I think what you just hit sort of the nail on the head, which is we've definitely found in, in all the testing we've been doing with sort of broad swath, um, that there's some people who just instantly engage. And so, and you've you've helped us to describe it in another way, just as you've, you've done this reflection for us, which is that this idea um, that people get to this concept of like, hey, uh, I want to be successful, right? I, I'm still interested in being successful, but I also have this awareness of work-life balance. It feels like that that's a stage of maturity, right? In the beginning, you're just crun crunching it and I'm going to do hardcore work and I feel good about that, right? So we've worked with people there and they're just really interested in how do I make the treadmill go faster, right? The, the whole productivity game. Uh, and they they thrive on on longer hours, right? That that makes them feel. But there is this other realm where you get to where I'm doing really good work. I, I love what I'm doing, but I've got this other big love. And you say like, how can I, can I do both? And then the, the conversation is that, well, I can't do both. I have to give up one for the other. It's been the conversation today. What we've learned from neuroscience and from psychology, from all of this high impact athletics, when you're doing deliberative practice, you can't do it for 10 or 16 hours a day. And if you do it for longer, it doesn't give you better results. You overtrain and you lose impact. Probably true for, for intellectual work as well. And the idea is that what we are trying to do is to, is to help people realize that they've reached a level of maturity. There are our people now. And for them, I think we're helping to reframe it to say like, the balance that you have is going to be critical to the highest level of achievement that's possible for you. That's what we're bringing together. That's who we'll work with. That's who will do the best with us, right? So these are going to be high performance athletes who want to do well in both. And the combination will actually amplify both, not the other way around. Elon Musk wants everyone to sleep under their desks. You're not going to get high quality imaginative work from people there, right? You're going to get the bear, like it's going to be tough, and they're going to give you just what it is that they've been told to do, and nothing imaginative or creative will come from that. Sorry. Thanks. Yeah. Helly, feel free to take over. Yeah, and you know, uh, so before I answer that uh, question very concretely, Tom, I, there, that, I just wanted to address this phrase of work-life balance, which we, we often talk about balance, but we have had many people say to us that they really struggle with the term work-life balance uh, for a few reasons. One is that it sets it up as this binary, like black or, you know, that, and, yes. and it's really, that's not really 
truly what it's about. Um, I think people often what they're talking about when they talk about work-life balance is about having flexibility in their lives. So being able to um, make decisions about how you spend your time, where you work from, and then prioritizing things as needed so that you can address important things as they need to be addressed. So whether it's a work deadline or your kid is sick or your parent needs help, that you're able to um, have some leverage around how you use your time. So I think that begins to sort of describe what people are looking for more. Um, we are also, we're talking, we we used to talk about productivity, but productivity can be a very toxic term. So now I think we're, we're framing it as, as you said, Tom, people, people, it's not that people don't want it. People really want to be successful. And so what we want to help you achieve is high performance, low stress, right? We all want to be like, really good at what we're at and be recognized for it, but we don't necessarily want to burn out doing it. So where is it? So the skills that we bring to the table, and now I'm going to tell you how you can do it in a concrete way. Um, our platform is designed to help build the skills around time. In the old days, it would be called time management, but I think this is an evolution of that. So it is partly about you learn, you're learning to, um, really think about your goals and set goals for the near term and long term so that you have a why or a sense of meaning. Um, and then you are practicing uh, doing good planning. So you're planning your, your months, your weeks and your days. Um, and you are, you are especially within your, your daily schedule, you're practicing, you're doing time blocking, but it's very, it's, it's not just about, uh, you know, checking off things on a to-do box. I think it's it's about having this holistic vision of of what you're working, what's what matters most right now. How am I going to accomplish it? And then learning to allocate your time in in a really like smart way. People talk about working smart, not working harder. So that this is this is partly that where you're not working longer hours um, because you're you can also eliminate stuff that's not important from your day. So you're like that stuff. I'm just going to get. I'm just going to say no to it get it off my schedule. I'm going to make time for what matters most. I'm going to do deep work time. This is a very key concept, deep work. Uh, a lot of people that we talk to have such distracted work days. They're just, their email is on, they're getting notifications. You know, they're, they're never able to focus and really cognitively deepen and, and do their best creative work. So we work with you to, uh, assess your schedule, learn to schedule your days better, um, to say no to things so that you have these uninterrupted chunks of time. So we have a paper workbook, as Nareth mentioned, it's on a subscription basis. You get one a month. Uh, we do the training around it. Uh, there's a timer that is an intentional timer where you set your intentions around what you're going to work on now. Um, it's around time blocks. We have weekly cohort, like a drop-in sort of virtual group coaching sessions that you just on Zoom, like we are right now, where you can come in and work with people in the cohort, work with your coaches. So there is, and then there's a web app that has um, these simple learning modules, video, it's self-paced. So there is a, an online, a digital platform. There's a paper book. There's group, uh, and we do also some live events in person. And then we have these uh, this cool timer. Um, am I missing anything from there, no. Nareth? 
I think that um, trying to intuit Tom's question. So, so, so if if we wanted to help people buy, <laughs> I think the easiest way to help them buy is like they would just uh, come in. <clears throat> We've got six week cohorts where you just sign up, you either come to a virtual session or an in-person session, and then you join us. It's there's like a commitment of one hour a week. We give you and train you in all the tools that you needed. And then you get sort of this um, integrated experience that is super easy for people to engage with. If you, um, we're just modifying the pricing on our website, it's going to be on maketimeflow.com and you'll just go and then you'll be able to sign up for one of the upcoming cohorts. That'd be the best way. We're going to be focusing cohorts uh, initially on some specific target areas. If your target area is not there, I would just ask people to message us um, because we're constantly sort of um, feeding input based on the people who are demonstrating the most interest and then creating specific cohorts for that. We found these cohort-based models to be tremendously valuable um, because people have a ton of life hacks um, yeah, yeah, that are sure. that are that we we learn about all the time, but we want to make sure that people share about. It. And there's nothing. It's one thing to have like somebody like us who works with a lot of people saying, "Oh yeah, we've seen that before." It's a very different thing to have somebody who's in a position like yours who says like. Hey, I struggle with this thing too. That's been an incredibly valuable part. And I think that um, it's part of the big value that we leave people with, which is this new way to connect with people who, like you, are, are working to become one of the highest performance athletes in successful living, right? That's, I, I that's feel like I could talk to you guys about specifically this question forever because <clears throat> I, I was a huge proponent. I mean, before I even knew what time management was, I was a huge proponent of like planning better not because planning has always been there right like people planning your day your to your point earlier hilly about check boxes and stuff like that that's that's been around for for centuries that's not even a new concept but i was at a very young age so interested in making that better that i i I started identifying things that uh well i we again i could talk to you about this forever so we won't do that we'll we'll move on because i know we have a limited time on the podcast but so we're going to shift gears a little bit and I'm going to ask you about Growthcraft, right? So you guys have been members for Gro- of Growthcraft for a little while now. Um, you might have been one of the first or like in that first sec- uh, batch of people that we brought on board in, in uh, Growthcraft. So I know you've been around a little while. And I hope Helly and I were, earlier were talking about um, the different programs that we've got going on with the Founders Forums and the workshops and things like that. But can you shed some light uh, from your perspective, what either either some kind of benefit you get out of it or what you enjoy about it, what you like about it, or, uh, and may, or maybe even something that you see happening positively in the future, something along those lines. It doesn't have to be all of that, but something like that for just a couple of seconds for each of you and, and talk about a little bit about uh, Growthcraft and your interactions with us so far. Great. I'll just kick it off and then Nara, you can, you can contribute too. Yeah. I, I, Growthcraft has been really wonderful for us. Um, for me, I think the the key thing about it is that it's a, I find it to be a very seasoned community of entrepreneurs. Um, not to say that, in, you know, funnily enough, they're all mostly startups, but the people um, who are these startup founders, they they tend to be people who have a lot of life experience, perhaps in other areas. So they really bring this like very, the richness of life experience to the table. These aren't like 21 year old kids just out of college, you know, starting their first, their first startup. Um, and I, I really appreciate the just the, the you know the the group that's there um, and the the fact that it's very sharing based. So we take turns being able to share a skill or expertise, and in turn you get people very generously contributing their thoughts and feedback, offering to help you. So really rich um, community that way. Awesome. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I totally agree. I mean, I think uh, being given the opportunity to have access to that community and then to be part of it um, has been tremendous, right? So it's a boost, sort of not just like, hey, we're sort of, we feel like we're we're on the right track, um, but we're also able to sort of share and contribute and then feel privileged to be part of that. So the networking part is tremendous. I would say that um, for me, another massive draw has been this, you know, this effectively a board of advisors that you get. In a startup, it's so easy to just dive into your thing. Um, you're trying to get sort of feedback and elicit that, but now you've got access to, you know, decades of of experience in specific fields and domains. And there are often these ones where you're like, I'm not sure if I need this, right? This is the opportunity to do that, as opposed to many other startups just avoid sort of pursuing that, whether that's legal, regulatory, finance, sales and marketing ones. Every startup founder can can use more help, right? I, even if they're well experienced in it, they could certainly use a different kind of perspective. And we found that, um, you know, the, the promise of Growthcraft, which is that you can reach out to any one of these advisors, get some time with them, right, um, on their calendar, um, at a time that's convenient to you and then they just they just bring their everyone's like they've just brought their full attention to that moment it's clear that like it's not just a promise but they're they're doing it just to be in the name they're there with you and that's that's been tremendous and it's like I can't overstate the value that that's had for us and I think that's going to continue to be a meaningful part the hope is that you know I think that in the future it just gives us a chance to to get to know these mentors and advisors because you do form like these long relationships and it, it's super helpful to have a period of time where you're sort of building and developing trust uh, for that because you do, you do, you know, your work commitments are, are big commitments as well to make together. Um, we've sure. seen that this is a tremendously high quality one. And I love the fact that, you know, I want to hear JP um, speak about it, that um, there are some other sort of big networks that that have membership fees and all these other ones that are related to that. They may come into growth coffee. Certainly, the value would justify it. Um, but but this idea that that uh, it's 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 built for startups, right? It's built to take innovative ideas to the next level. That matters too, right? Uh, there's experience to think about enterprise customers. That's going to be an important sector for a lot of people. Um, but the idea that that you can bounce any idea off people and get a thoughtful response back um, really matters. My job's done here. I think I'm gonna just go. <laughs> uh, no, thank you very much for for that, guys. So we're as wrapping up uh, goes. Uh, the last thing I'd like to ask you, uh, we typically ask if there's uh, if there's ways in which people can learn about you. You've already mentioned your website earlier, but um, if there's ways, are you going to be doing speaking engagements? Is there any kind of promotional thing that you're that you're that you want to talk about? Just in a in a, just a couple like a minute or so. Is there anything out there that you just want to push out? Like 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 I said, speaking engagements or events that you're hosting or anything like that that, that you want everybody to know about. Yeah, so we just uh, wrapped or our final speaking engagement uh, will be at the Venture Cafe uh, Cambridge on June 22nd, but I think that might be a little late by the time this comes out. Uh, we've just run a, a year long series with a partner. Um, but I would encourage people to check out our YouTube channel, uh, Make Time Flow, just Google us on, or search for us on YouTube. Um, Nareth posts some amazing hopefully super high value videos about some, some techniques that you can already start to practice around make time flow. Um, and then if you're interested in any of our, of our cohorts or programs, they'll be up on maketimeflow.com. There'll be a couple of, there'll be one for high school students in the New England area. Uh, there'll be one for attorneys and uh, um, for parents, um, basically parents with, with young children, especially moms who are returning to work. So 
Uh, these are programs that you find out more. There's a lot more information there and sign up for those. And I, and I would encourage everybody to continue to go back to the Make Time Flow website because I know that uh, Haley and Nareth are going to be developing more and more as we go. So uh, definitely stay in touch with them and, and stay uh, focused on what they're doing. I think it's going to be very cool. You guys got some very cool stuff going on. So uh, Nareth, I'll give you the last word just before I wrap up in case is there anything uh, anything else you wanted to add to what Haley just mentioned about uh, making sure we stay on top of the website and such. I think, uh, I mean, I think uh, true to the growth craft mission, and I think sort of what's really passionate about as well is this idea of community, showing up for community, right? So I think that um, we so appreciate it. So the number of the growth craft events, I've learned a lot from it, but also just the chance to hang out. We're trying to make sure that we get to show up for community as well, whether that's innovation, healthcare, parents, you know, uh, other communities that we're trying to sort of be a part of and to grow. There's a part I would say of uh, online community, uh, which currently you know has some benefits for people, but currently steals a lot of time and attention from people. And we're trying to be sort of very helpful um, in terms of creating a meaningful way to show up authentically, but then also create uh, ways to help people use it in a healthy way. And so we're doing some work in those areas. More to come on that later. Awesome. Well, wrapping up, um, I think this is actually the longest podcast episode we've recorded so far, but well worth it, in my opinion. I think this has been awesome. Uh, Heli, Nara, thank you very much. You guys have been awesome guests. For us here at GrowthCraft, we just want to make sure that if you're listening to this or watching this video, uh, we certainly welcome you to, to come check out the community. We've mentioned even in this podcast about certain programs that we have with workshops and founders forums and office hours with mentors and all that kind of stuff that we've already mentioned. So I I felt I just felt the need to say it again. <laughs> uh, but uh, in any case, I, I do want to thank you both very, very much. And uh, I appreciate you guys hanging out with me today. All right. Thanks. Thanks. Tom. So Thanks. Bye. Bye, everyone.